We're Climb Marketing, and you're listening to The Crux Podcast. Welcome back to The Crux, the monthly podcast where we navigate through digital marketing strategies and trends. I'm David Olteen, and joining me today is the president of our agency, Jeremy LePatton. Hey, David. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, so today, we're going to podcast about podcasting. Uh, we've been podcasting <laughs> for a little over a year now, and we wanted to use this episode just to reflect on our progress and offer some advice to, to others that might be thinking of starting a professional podcast of their own. Um, by no means are we experts at this point, uh, but I think we've made quite a few mistakes, and we've learned some lessons through those mistakes over the past year or so. And we just wanted to talk about our experience with hosting this show and, and doing our best to market it. Yeah, for sure. This is our public service announcement about podcasting. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, and I think really the key takeaway over the past year for us is, is that it's really important upfront to define your target audience and the, the purpose of your show. Yeah. That, that wasn't something that we really fleshed out upfront. We kind of viewed the podcast as a fun kind of alternative to blogging. We do a lot of written content at our agency. Right. And we wanted a, an avenue where we could maybe let our personality shine a little bit more. Uh, where it's also just a little different format that, than writing, uh, and you could be a, have you know take on some more fun topics or more engaging topics rather than just being a little more tactical like we typically are with blog articles and right. written content. Well, and get more voices in in a single piece of content, right? So it's kind of fun. I mean, we're such a collaborative team inherently that like it's sort of the podcast lent itself to it. It also doesn't hurt that we have. Uh, some serious audiophiles and podcast enthusiasts and musicians and sound engineers on our team that were just sort of like excited to have an excuse to apply those skills. Right, right. right. I think a lot of us were kind of lobbying it for this for, for that reason. <laughs> right. Um, but I think, you know, th- doing that, we, we kind of jumped the gun a little bit on recording without really defining what is the purpose of the show and who are we really trying to reach. We grapple with a lot of times, we obviously work in digital marketing, but we grapple with you know taking on more nitty gritty technical topics, mm-hmm. which we typically like to explore internally versus what is more appropriate for our, for our audience to hear or what is our audience interested in. Um, so we've kind of grappled with that over the past year. I think we've dialed it in a little bit, um, but that's obviously something that really you really want to work on up front is, is knowing what the purpose of your show is. And right. Who it's I mean, for. as a marketing agency, like, you know, the marketing activities that we engage in, the content that we create, it's not solely meant for, you know, our target audience, like marketing leaders within, you know, B2B organizations. Certainly we're speaking to other practitioners in the industry and maybe, you know, prospective employees. And, you know, we're trying to demonstrate our expertise and things like that. But, you know, if we want to have somebody's attention from episode to episode and, and we want it to be, you know, uh, a little bit more directly contributing to our overall sales and marketing strategy, like it makes sense that maybe we try to tailor the content to, to that fo- that really tight audience, you know? Right. And, and I think our hope is that the podcast will supplement that, right? Yeah. And supplement that that subject matter expertise that sure. we're hoping we, you know, we <laughs> think we have, but we hope that others think we have. That's right. Um, but that said, you know, it really is kind of like a secondary piece of our marketing strategy. So I think patience with podcasts is key. You know, you're not going to go viral after your first episode. We certainly didn't. You know, we were geeked out over like a dozen views for totally. our, first, our first few episodes. 
really even in your first year you can't expect someone once told me that like your first year of your podcast is really just kind of like your your pilot right yeah. it's kind of like your trial run where you're you're finding your voice you're finding your format uh, you're finding your workflow for getting it recorded, mixed, and mastered. Yeah. So I think it's not a, an avenue that's going to offer you instant gratification like like some other digital marketing channels might. Right. You really do have to to work at it continuously for for a good amount of time. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know, I think from the perspective of the first season, let's say the first year being. Uh, a pilot uh, effort or whatnot. I think it's mission accomplished. Like we've got our workflows down and we've figured out the technology and we're starting to find our sea legs and stuff like that. Right, so, right. I yeah. hope so. Yeah. I hope so. But I'll, I'll say that the one thing that was a little surprising to me is I found distribution to be way easier than we thought mm. jumping into this. Um, we had a tip from a friend uh, that, that Anchor.fm was a great platform for it. Um, you were a little. I was a little worried up front about how do we distribute it to Spotify and some of mm. these major streaming platforms. You know, sure. how do we ensure that we get some visibility right off the bat? Right. Um, but I think podcasts have advanced so much and be, like gotten so much more popular in the past few years that distribution is easier than ever. And yeah. even you know, recording is a little bit of a different beast. But but the the distribution platforms just really just have distribution feeds that feed it to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And even if you don't want to go that route, you know, there's platforms like SoundCloud that make uploading and embedding audio files super easy. Yeah. Um, so I think that was kind of a pleasant surprise for us was how little it required and even how little money it required yeah. to, to distribute, you know, your podcast to all major streaming platforms. Yeah. Like once you've put all that effort into the ideation of the blog, the podcast topic and you've recorded it and then you've mixed it and whatever. Uh, it's kind of refreshing that you basically just upload and hit, hit distribute, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's very easy. Um, I think what's, what might be trickier for some folks though, and we've, we've obviously got a little bit of advantage. Jeremy, you touched on that. We have a few audio files. We have a, te- a techno techno DJ within our agency. We also have a great guitarist and even my, I myself, you know, have experience with audio production in the past and right. working with digital audio workstations and mixing software. So I think we had a little bit of an inherent advantage with some of like the recording elements and mixing and mastering. We're familiar with a lot of that. Um, I think for some folks, it might be a little bit trickier, but, mm-hmm. but that said, it's it's still not, you know, you can still do this with free software. We're, we right. typically use voice memos to record our audio. Right. Um, and you have platforms like GarageBand or Audacity or other free mixing platforms where, you know, you don't really have to make a huge investment in that. Yeah. It's more of an investment of time and, and kind of getting up to speed on some of those platforms. Right, right. And you can be as fussy or picky or not as you want, you know, and the average listener might not perceive huge differences, you know, uh, between that, like that, the final leg of mixing and mastering that we might, you know, the audio files on our team might, you know, insist on, you know, so. Right. And we're lucky too, that they were, they were able to come up with a little jingle for the show itself. Um, obviously we could add, you know, you could, the sky's the limit for adding flavor with, with different audio clips or jingles or transitions or whatever within Mm. your podcast. Um, but I'll say, you know, we obviously are lucky there that we had, we had some help with that. I think a lot of folks might be looking to more stock audio files or or even having to kind of do vocal transitions for, for some of that stuff. Um, so, so we're lucky there. Um, but I think that is a little bit challenging, but it's not, you know, I think that too, where you're kind of pleasantly surprised with setup costs for this, you know, even microphone costs or, or so 
so much cheaper than they probably were at one time for like desktop mics and USB mics. So really getting the whole team kind of involved was, was a lot easier than, than we probably expected going right. into it. Yeah, no, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I don't myself come from much of a, you know, sort of a sound engineering or audio file, you know, sort of background. Uh, and so, yeah, it was reasonably painless from my perspective. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, I think one of the other things that's been a little tricky for us over the first year was just kind of defining our format, right? And yeah. the, the desired length of episodes. I right. think you and I like oh to ramble God. a little bit. We, so, we, so if it's totally. supposed to be 20 minutes, it's going to be 30 if you and I are, are on the show. Um, yeah, I think we set like, out hoping to do 15 to 20 minute episodes. And there, you and I, David, I think have a couple that are pushing 30 minutes. And right. Yeah, that's, more than I'd, and... that's more than I'd ask anybody to listen to. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but I think ironing that out, right, and trying to adhere to those, it's not always going to happen but you at least need to set that target length for each episode and then the frequency of episodes too i think we have a comfortable pace of of one a month yeah um and i think that's it's manageable for us right where we're not taking too long to record and mix and master these um it's something that's it's easy enough for us to just kind of supplement our our marketing efforts with so i think defining that the format the episode length and the frequency of episodes is really important I think in terms of format, though, we've got some room to grow in that respect. You know, we've experimented with, you know, uh, something closer to the traditional interview, you know, format where there's an interviewer and a subject matter expert or something. We've done kind of group free for alls where it's just a multi-party kind of conversation. Those sometimes turn into just like rant sessions, you know, and stuff (laughs) like that. But um, uh, we've also we also experimented with like having different people host different episodes, which uh, I think was really appealing to our team because we are so collaborative and, you know, there's not a lot of ego and territorialism in, in a lot of what we do. And so it just, it felt kind of comfortable like, okay, well, Robbie, you host this one, David, you host this one or whatever. But David, you'd probably agree that like we learned that maybe that's not always the best way to go. Yeah. I think, I think we viewed it that way initially as, as, you know, anyone could host the show, just we wanted it to be collaborative yeah. and we wanted, you know, again, we wanted to let our personalities out a little bit, which you can't always do with, with written content or social posts or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think it was well-intentioned, but it makes things tough. And I think it's for somebody starting a new show, you kind of want that continuity and again, it's it's really something you have to work at, your, you know, your radio voice and your eloquence and your transitions. So having one host or consistent, if it's multiple hosts, just consistent hosts. Yeah. I think it it kind of makes, it'll make it easier it's to just streamline. It. Yeah. And, yeah. And also just having that same person, you in this case, David, like be the sort of project manager, the person that's that's driving the process. They kind of understand, or, you know, we have come to a place where I think you kind of understand the ingredients for a a good podcast episode and how to help the team prep, you know, for an episode and things like that. And, um, I think it makes a lot of difference, right? right? If I just had to start cold after doing it four months ago or something, like I would fumble through it, you know, more than you might. Right. And I think even for me, you know, having, been a little bit more consistently the host over the past few episodes there's 
I still have a, a lot of work to do on, on finding my radio voice and especially tra- transitions we have the hardest time with. And right. I think most probably new podcasters will, um, especially when you're recording remotely, like getting the, the body language and the cues or yeah, totally. you're up, you're up to talk, right? Or I'm done talking now. It's so hard to do when, when we're trying to send those signals over zoom a lot of the time. Right. Um, even, but even just like, you know, speaking through those transitions at times is, is really tricky uh, it can be clunky. We edit it a lot of times in post where we'll have awkward bits of silence or like three of us will talk at the exact at the same, same time. time. Yeah, right, yeah, so, exactly. So, so I think that's one of the benefits of having a consistent host is they kind of quarterback, right, and set the tone mm-hmm. and try to bring people into those cues. And and again, recording remotely is makes that even more difficult when yeah. there's a little bit of lag over Zoom and we're you know we're almost raising our hand or like beckoning others to talk right, uh, right, right. physically you know over Zoom I think I think that's challenging but that's really one of the advantages to having a consistent host or multiple hosts up front is that they're kind of you know setting the tone for those transitions mm-hmm. and they're, and they're kind of you know they're kind of the continuity throughout the episode and then they invoke others in at times so it's right. it's a little bit easier I think. Yeah, one one of the other one of the other things that I know we have worked to sort of calibrate and get our arms around related to that in, in this whole idea of kind of getting our stride is how scripted is this supposed to be versus how conversational is it free form? Do we put a lot of prep into it? Um, you know, in the beginning, you know, David, I think our inclination was to really script it out, like really map it down to like really fine points that we want to make sure get conveyed. And I don't know, like when you look back at some of those early episodes compared to the more recent ones, what do you think? Was it worth, is the juice worth the squeeze or (laughs) is it better to just keep it loose? Yeah. um, I don't know if we have a a clear answer on that yet, but I think it really ties in the idea of effort versus return. Yeah. Um, You could do it either way, right? Mm -hmm. It could be entirely scripted, but you'd probably have to expect to rehearse it, right? And you'd probably have to expect to take more time with with doing takes and and more time with editing and and post-recording, right? Yeah. So I think either way works. I think for us, again, where we don't view this as the end-all be-all for our marketing we're we're taking on more of a conversational approach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to your point, when we first started, we had more rigid scripts. Yeah, and we had even transitions and back and forth talking points for each person involved. And that, when we were really start when we were first starting out, it resulted in kind of robotic mm-hmm. products, right? Yeah. Where you know, I remember one episode where Taylor would say something to me. And I would not, I would not even <laughs> not acknowledge respond. What he, yeah, I would not even listen or acknowledge to what he said. I would just simply, all right, here's my next point on the script, and I'll get into it. It, it right. It for us that was really challenging. So I think yeah. for for folks starting out, you want to choose something conversational, mm-hmm. and you want to choose something that you're passionate about or that you're really opinion opinionated about. Yeah, because you'll just have you know more of a natural comfort with with talking about that or or you can kind of go with the ups and flows of what your partner on the podcast is saying or partners Mm -hmm. are saying right and we definitely found that some topics lent themselves to more fluid conversation i think that when it's more in that sweet spot of of stuff that you know people are just comfortable speaking about off the cuff from their really deep body of personal experience you know that's a big a big uh positive and then uh not to go negative but like having things to rant about (laughs) and like, you know, talking about your personal struggle, it always comes a lot more naturally, I think sometimes. So those were some of our more fluid and effervescent podcast episodes. (laughs) Right. 
Right. And I think with the professional podcast, like you're probably going to teeter on talking about more technical topics at times. We certainly do working in digital marketing, right? So I think we had a challenge with, with a lot of the topics that were more tactical, right? Or that were more about you know, particular software platforms. We had one about Google Analytics reports that yeah. that was just, we didn't have a lot of room to stray or to joke or to to be personable or, or funny or whatever yeah. on those episodes. So I think that's why we are hoping to lean in a little bit more on on stuff. And again, not to be negative, but I think we had the most comfort, you know, Taylor and I with, with a topic like SEO pet peeves, right? Mm-hmm. We could just kind of rant and, and be a little more off the cuff and, and kind of let our personalities flow a little bit more. Um, sometimes when you're choosing these these really rigid topics or these really technical topics, uh, you're you're forced to kind of lock into a script a little bit more. So that's why I think starting out, you know, go for easy wins. Choose yeah. topics that you talk about routinely at work, right? Mm-hmm. That, that you have a lot to say or that you've discussed before uh, versus, you know, blog content and, and, you know, guides can really supplement more of like your your tactical the nitty-gritty yeah step-by-step yeah. detaily type stuff yeah yeah and I, mm-hmm. I would use the podcast more to explore you know lighter ideas and yeah. less yeah well and as a showcase for that you know that sort of experience the wisdom the wisdom that is uh gained by experience and sort of going into battle and like you know and that, I think, is what makes, uh, you know, a lot of the great, you know, professional podcasts out there so great is because you're just hearing uh, those personal experiences and learnings are are things that uh, you can't just kind of create out of thin air, right? There's value in those things. And so focusing on that, I think, is really uh, a big win. Right. And I think when you listen to the, you know, really widely marketed and really the popular podcasts, the hosts have so much comfortability with each other, right? Yeah. They're they're intuitive where they, they sense on those transitions and, and they can pick up on where each other are going. And I think, again, in the pandemic right now, recording remotely is going to be a little bit more challenging for teams because they're not going to be able to pick up on those body cues. Right. You know, we can we can beckon aggressively over Zoom for the, someone to, to offer their input, but it's not nearly as simple as being in the same room together. Yeah, that's and It's right. not nearly as simple in post-recording, right, with mixing and mastering when you have multiple tracks versus, uh, you know, being in the same room and having maybe a single microphone that you're all speaking into. Right. Um, I think recording remotely adds, adds another dimension of difficulty. Yeah. Um, luckily, we're a remote team, so we were kind of prepared for it or, or mm-hmm. you know, we were planning on it from the get-go. Yeah, um, that's but just I think, how operating for us is, yeah. Right. I think new podcasters might have to prepare a little bit for, for that reality right now. Right. But I, I think ultimately you want to make a podcast manageable for your team. Right. Um, it's, it's really, again, it's that idea of effort versus return. So for us, you know, we're not, we're not expecting a bunch of qualified sales leads to come in through our podcast, though we'd be really stoked if it happened. <laughs> uh, but, but I think it's, again, you got to talk about what, what does your format look like? What does your episode length look like? And the frequency of episodes, you need to iron out the processes for mixing, mastering, and even ahead of that, you know, scripting and recording it or recording it. Yeah. Um, I think those, those details are really going to kind of expedite your, your process and workflow for, for getting the show done. Yeah. Well, having those details hashed out and, you know, 
having that quarterback, right? That person to sort of be the point person, help, uh, you know, ferret out like the, the topics and, and maybe even, you know, provide some leadership around giving them shape. Um, and just kind of being the owner of the initiative, it makes it easier for the rest of the team potentially to contribute to it, at least in our experience. Um, yeah. So, right. Yeah, I think it's about defining that the pace of that show, and again, the purpose of the show. But then sticking to it, you know. Yeah. Again, our few, our first few episodes, I know we kind of listen back on some mm. of them and cringe. You know, oh me in gosh. particular. I think I the first few episodes. I, again, I really struggled with transitions, so I would say absolutely in response yeah. to everything, or I would say. That being said, uh, there was one episode where I said that being said so much that I, I had reached out to Taylor like, dude, can you cut a few of these out? Because I'm, I'm mortified listening listening right. back to it. Um, yeah. So I think it's, again, it's that idea like your first few shows are going to be a wash. Yeah. You, know, you're, you're, you have to find your voice. You have to find your flow if you have m- multiple people you know participating with you. Yeah. It's it's requires patience. It's yeah. not nearly the instant gratification that, that other marketing channels are just going to offer. Right. You know, and it's, uh, yeah, like we, I, when I look back on the, the season of, uh, our first season of podcast episodes, I, uh, you know, I'm really proud, uh, of, you know, us pulling it off logistically committing to it and executing on a monthly basis and being kind of honoring that commitment. Um, and, uh, they definitely improved in quality over time. Right. And so, you know, I don't plan to look back on any of those episodes after we're a couple more years in, um, you know, I'll tell you that, but, uh, but you got to start somewhere, right? I mean, I think that's another piece of, of advice. Like, it doesn't matter how horrible your first podcast episode is, as long as you learn and improve steadily over time, you know? Right. So. And, and I, th- I think that goes for most digital marketing activity, right? Like <laughs> our few, first few blogs, like they yeah. didn't really have some of those didn't have a really defined target yeah. audience, right? Or, you know, or a purpose or sure. didn't really mesh with people were just who, writing about yeah. what they were interested in, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, so, so I think it's like any digital marketing activity, you just gotta, you gotta commit to it and you gotta just continue to hone your craft. So totally. we're not there yet, but I think, you know, we've learned a lot over the past year. We, we've, yeah. we've made a few mistakes, but I think all in all, you know, we're proud with, with where it's come. And, and I, think it really goes for anyone that's considering starting a podcast you know it's it's tricky to start out but you get more and more comfortable with with scripting it and recording it and speaking on a microphone and yeah you know mastering those transitions and then really with mixing mastering and and finding some consistency with the the finished product too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it all comes easier after a few episodes but it's you got to commit and you got to stay patient it's it's uh it's like so many things in marketing it's like shots on goal right you got to just keep keep doing it. And, you know, um, so, you know, I would put out there just because this is kind of our nature as a company. Like if you are listening to this podcast episode and you've gotten this far, uh, and you've got any remaining questions about, you know, our experiences, specific tactics or techniques, you know, that we employ, uh, just, you know, reach out. Uh, you can send us an email at the crux at climbmarketing.com. Right. And, uh, you know, David and I and the rest of the team would be happy to give you some insights and, and things like that. 
Yeah, and we can we can definitely help you shoot. I don't know about putting it on goal, but we can definitely at least <laughs> at least help that's you right. shoot. So that's right. Yeah, um, I think that's that's going to be it for today's episode. Um, if you want to subscribe to the Crux Podcast, we are on all the platforms. Thanks to Anchor and how easy it is to distribute. That's right. Um, so check us out. Um, you can also follow us on on LinkedIn or Facebook, and we always post our latest episodes and some of the blogs we were talking about as well. So thanks so much for listening to the Crux. We'll be back next month, and hopefully it'll continue to to get better. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. All right. See you, everybody. Good one. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Good job. Good job putting that together.